0: Yeah, I take me to prison too. Like yeah, this is yeah. this is it. I got they got caught me red-handed a hundred different ways. I'm going to prison, and my life is over. And I just flat out went, "Jesus, if you're there, please help me." Like I was like, crying, like desperate. I only really asked for help once.
1: Hello, and welcome back to. How did you get here? I'm your host, Rob Drapeau, and this is episode two. Today I sit down with my friend and former student, Andrew Centrella, and ask him the question, how did you get here? Before you hear his answer, though, I want to let you know that this episode features some mature content and a little bit of strong language. So it's not something that you want to have the littles around for. I think you'll like it, and I hope to see you on the other side.
0: How get there? How do what?
1: How get there? What's that? It's a thing. It's the abbreviation of the name of the podcast. I'm I'm going to make it catch on. It's our, this is like the second time that they've it the seems like you
0: have said something. Like I mean, what
1: well, so howdy, right? How okay. do you? Those are the abbreviations. I didn't abbreviate how, and then get here. But if you look at it, it looks like geser. And so I've, I've already told my friend Yancey, who was the first person I interviewed, mm-hmm. that I'm just imagining a Welsh cowboy greeting me with, how do you get Because it sounds like a Welsh word, or at least it looks like a Welsh word when you write it all out. It doesn't matter. All right, so do you know the premise of the show? You told me briefly that you wanted to...
0: Well, you say it. It'll be better than the way I... I okay. Well, the idea
1: is... So I, I have... Um, I've been working uh, with the uh, RCIA at St. Thomas, which is the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults, right. of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what everybody thinks when you, when they hear those initials. Um, but I, um, I love hearing people's stories about how God has brought them to the point in their life where they're coming back to the church or they're coming to the church. And so um, I wanted to have... A podcast where I ask people, "How did you get here?" Because that's how I always ask people the question. And then say, "My car." Right? They just. That's why I was waiting for someone to say that. Because if it were me, that's I was. I don't know. I got in my car. Yeah, I would be the smart aleck. You know, but um, uh, but I what I what I'm interested in is finding out people's stories. The the, like I said, the premise of the show is 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 I want to find out how how people got here. So you can tell me the smart alecky answer in my (coughs) car. Thank you for covering your mic, mm-hmm. um, um, which I was expecting, uh, not from you, but from somebody. Like, like I said, if I were interviewing myself, that's what I would have said. And then rim shot. You know, that that voice in the background is one of my workers. Um, yeah, it's they're com- cheap labor. I
0: mean, cheap, yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> so you can tell me that if you want. How did you wind up here in this room? Is another way you can answer that question. I wanted to leave it a little bit open, but but really. Um, ultimately, the question is, how did you get to this point in your, in your life? Um, and and I thought of you, because, like I said, I reconnected with you somehow on Facebook. I, I think what happened was you engaged with Layla Miller uh-huh. in something, and I think she kicked your butt or or I, I don't know. I, I don't know because you had that whole thing set to expert, which I thought I originally thought was, oh, this is a podcast that he started because, the set like the. Game set match Went to the expert You know And I'm like Oh that's what happened And then you're like No that's because I set my video games To expert mode They're just think. living life On hard mode Yeah Yeah, yeah. So that's That's uh that's, So Layla
0: Miller Kicked my butt When did that happen No I don't know If she kicked your butt I don't know the, I don't no. know The whole thing I just know All
1: of a sudden uh, Like Like you were on Layla's post In Radar Somehow You guys just started Interacting And then all of my My mommy friends That I knew from Catholic school You know were, like, following you on Facebook and thinking, <laughs> thinking you're hilarious and, like... Oh, yeah. And, and then I have to and say... And then they got a little
0: too close and they realized what a sicko I am. And then well, kinda...
1: you know, but but I know... I I'm know
0: i, know, I mean, I'm actually I, uh, helping Layla with her new book. Are you doing the, the design? Oh, yeah, that's right, because... The cover, know, I'm going to do some, like, layout and editing for when she gets her text figured out. But yeah. Yeah, that happened out of nowhere, because I, I thought... Uh, it didn't happen out of nowhere. It happened because Layla loves you. Oh, see, I thought I disgusted her. No I'm so full of sin and well, everything I do that's weird, no, yeah.
1: especially not Layla, you know what I mean like you're like um yeah, no you're you're loved, Andrew Centrella, that's why you're here uh I'm just telling you how you got here, but you're loved by people, I mean, I told you that, you know, remember um we went to coffee, I just wanted to let you know that you're yes, that was a good one, yeah, so um that's that's the truth right is and and you had this moment. I don't know how long ago it was now, but I remember you telling the story about uh, going to confession for the first time. In I'm totally putting you on the spot, I'm sure, but like, like you, you tell me that you was like an hour or something in there, and like just letting it all out. Yeah, that's awesome, you know, and and so I thought that was a great story, and I don't know where you are now. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like I don't I don't think that you're. Like going to the Latin mass downtown and, and and stuff like that and um and that's all right, but I did you did have a moment and I'm here to remind you of it oh, I never of, forget of, the moment. of grace uh-huh. and uh I want to hear about that oh, you I want know? to tell the story yeah if you want you can tell the story, but there's other i mean you're not you're not just this one like you like when when you were texting me this morning it's like how hard can it be? I'm just going to tell stories about, you know, you know yeah. like an ex junkie or whatever. And like, well, you're not that. You know, you're, you're, you're. So I just told my daughter this yesterday. I said, the most true thing about you is that you're a child of God.
0: I think it is.
1: You're looking around my all white room.
0: I'm just, I'm just looking at stuff while I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot to look at in here. It's nice.
1: That's because this room is, uh, you know how, you know how Mercury gets concentrated in like the fish? You know how like, like the,
0: like... Is that why I forget what day the trash goes out because they eat fish all the time? Probably, yeah. Uh, no, I thought no, I was but,
1: so. But, you know, like the, the, like the way the food chain works, you know, yeah. like, so this room has basically like super concentrated clutter. Because, it, like, all the clutter from, like, three different rooms that have been...
0: It's all stuff that you could throw away, but you're
1: not sure if you might need it. Maybe you're going to need this. Can you not ruin my audience's idea of my perfect little zen life? I have I have an all-white room, all-white furniture.
0: First, the it... chariot ride here was, was a bit much. But I yeah. thought I thought the, uh, the chandeliers were nice. Well, the and, chandeliers,
1: uh, we don't usually use those for breakfast. But you know, we, Butler you know, was a little sardonic, but, yeah. you know, he was fine. Well, he's from Sardonia. Yeah. yeah. That's a place. Uh-huh. Um, no, anyway, you were saying, would you get get the, get
0: the train back on the tracks here? Oh, train tra- train back on the tracks. Oh, you're looking at my
1: garbage, and you're you're thinking it's distracting. Do You want an Adderall? I'm not actually offering. No,
0: I don't want to be that productive. That's like scary. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be able to relax. Um, what was you, I talking about?
1: you well. You talk about how you. Uh, learn to oh, not yes. be angry
0: How to deal with anger and depression It's so like it, it was I had it my whole life as a kid I never slept right And you know my parents were, They had a million kids And then we got business to run They're like yeah you know You're fine son And it just got worse and worse and worse Especially in high school When it hit, hits most people um, And then I eventually Just started treating it myself Just with you know drugs And they, they work That's the thing yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Illegal you know, drugs medicine. is they're It's not that they're bad It's that they're so good That yeah. they ruin you and um, I tried them all. Now we're getting to the story with the with the God thing. Um, tried them all, any that you can think of, and more. I've tried them, and I got away with it because I was a twenty year old strong guy. Nothing could touch me. And then uh, the last one was was black tar heroin. It's Mexican heroin. And I went, eh, I mean, I've done everything else. So you know, how bad can it be? And you know, I, I smoked a little. And a little heroin. I don't know how it works.
1: You smoke a little cigarettes or no
0: you... Well, okay. Well, it's black tar looks like (laughs) so naive. No, 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 I was born to be mild. No, this is fine because if someone out there has a kid that has it in their room, now you know what you're looking at. Okay, he says it's hash. It's not hash. So it looks like a little piece of like brown tar. It's kind of sticky and squishy, and it tastes awful. Like tastes it's poison, and it's not like the movies. You don't just immediately pass out, zombified. Instead, you're still you, but whatever was bothering you or hurting you is gone now as somebody that like always had depression and, and anxiety in my mind I, I don't feel z- like a weirdo I just feel like how I want to feel just like positive yeah. but not overwhelming and I went that that's it I'm not gonna die in a gutter and my buddy's like not yet you know <laughs> yeah. yeah well got that to <laughs> you know but pretty soon yeah but not right now and uh we had a few laughs I had a cigarette at the time and I drove home felt the wind in my hair and I had I felt great and then um because I wasn't so anxious or depressed, I got my work done better than usual. I was like my relationships are better. And um eventually you start doing it every weekend, or like before a big test, or like oh, I gotta get to sleep, you know, I couldn't sleep last night, I'll do a little and then one day you're you're doing it more and more a couple times during the week, and then one day you just don't do it and you're really sick. And uh and that's when I knew I was stuck. And then this other thing is is I learned years later that the heroin I was doing was cut with benzos as well to make the withdrawals extra nasty. So not only were you oh, nice. were you physically ruined, but you were mentally broken. Like when, when I would stop it, I would just collapse in every way. I couldn't function, like vomiting and, and just crying and, and just freaking out. And you have psychosis and, and waking nightmares like you're horribly ruined. So you have to do it or you can't do anything. Um, See, so yeah, that got worse and worse and worse until I was shooting it. Because at first, shooting it is much cheaper. It's kind of like smoking four times as much as shooting it right into the bloodstream. Okay. All right. So it, it this was... Uh, from like 20 to 27, I was doing this almost every day. Uh, yeah, I, I had yeah seven years. Seven years. God. And, um, and I was smart about it in that I was clean. I never shared needles or anything. I never got any diseases because I'm still a germaphobe despite being a drug addict. And uh, it was a secret for... Almost that entire time, until like the last year or two, is when it started getting real obvious that I had a problem. Usually when your dealer doesn't answer, or you you lose your job, you run out of money, then it becomes a desperate problem. And it's like, oh, obviously there's something wrong with this guy. So, uh... When your dealer doesn't answer? When your dealer doesn't answer, now you're paralyzed. Because like, whatever, you got people coming over, you got to go to work in 20 minutes. You can't do that now, because you don't have your dope. Right? You're ruined. So everything has to stop until you find dope. Because you need it like air. Right Um, But that's usually what happens when someone collapses Because their dealer doesn't answer, they get caught or something ton of stories about that So anyway, getting worse and worse Hanging out with the worse and worse people Doing worse and worse crimes And then uh, One day I'm I'm driving in a stolen Dodge Neon I know it was stolen because I bought it from a guy who stole it For $300 No brakes, stolen plates (laughs) There's blood all over the dash because the guy tried to steal it, and I took his face, and I smashed it into the and so dashboard. So the guy
1: who who tried to steal it? The guy you bought it from?
0: Oh, no, someone else in the neighborhood. Oh. Yeah, he was some guy trying to join a gang run by a guy named Junior. And Junior's guy didn't know that it was my car, and I didn't care, so I, I went. Anyway, so I got out there. He tried to steal it. I, I ruined his face and kicked him out. So there's blood from his face on the dash, and there's, like, some heroin that I just bought, some dirty needles, and I look like a mess. <laughs> And so I'm driving this... this Clearly, ili- there's problems in this neon, kind of neon. And uh, it was like, uh, uh, wow. very obvious at this point. It was bad.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, this, is how bad I am as a host. I'm thinking, like, flashing neon. Sign, oh, like Dodge you know?
0: neon, just a Dodge cr- Neon, just a crap No, car. no,
1: I'm just thinking the neon signs, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like going But it might car. as well have been, like, yeah, this yeah.
0: guy's... You can take this one to prison. Like, yeah. everything wrong with this one. Uh. And a cop gets behind me, just doing his job. And the first thing you do is, like is he following me or is he just going someplace so I just change lanes and he changes it immediately he's following me he gets up right on me he goes oh yeah stolen plates like okay we're gonna get this guy and I looked in the rearview mirror and I looked like yeah I take me to prison too like this is this is it I got they got caught me red-handed a hundred different ways I'm going to prison and my life is over and I just flat-out went Jesus if you're there please help me like I was crying like desperate I only really asked for help once, and he saved me immediately. Like, as soon as I went, help me, like, if you're there, please help me, Um, a left opens up. So I took a left, thinking like, oh, this is stupid. Cops still behind me, I'm like, oh, there's no Jesus, you know, I just took a left, now he's going to pull me over here instead of here, right? (laughs) So I pull into a random neighborhood, and he's behind me, and he's kind of like typing in his machine, whatever he's doing, he's going to get me any second now. And I remember there was a big white wall, and behind the white wall was a church, like some big church, and I pull into the church parking lot, just trying to get away from the cop, and the cop stops outside the parking lot looking at me, and then all these other people start pulling in with me, like, uh, and I go, what the hell? I didn't even know what day or time it was, but it was Sunday at 10 o'clock on the dot, and it looks like I'm going to church. And so I get out looking like cigarette heroin addict with blood everywhere, and some white guy, some nice, clean-cut Ned Flanders type with his kids. He goes, he looks at the cop, he looks at me, he goes, hey, why don't you come on inside? Come on inside. I went, yeah, 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 thanks. And so, (laughs) they all just crowd in there, and the cop waited, like, do I arrest this guy in front of all these people? You know, make a scene, or do I just let him go? Maybe he's trying to turn his life around. Maybe he's a church guy, and he's just, you know, having a rough moment. And then he left. Maybe I'm just really lucky, or maybe God answered. Nah, I'm just, I'm just lucky. Yeah, he's gonna arrest me in ten minutes. So I sit in the back, next to this adorable family, holy nice people, and I'm just shivering in heroin withdrawal, looking like death. And and the priest—I I don't even remember what church this was. I tried to find it, but I was so messed up that I—I had it in my head. that what. It's
1: not a Catholic. church. I don't think it's Catholic. I think it's Castle Bible Church.
0: That's why it, I, I it might it. be. So I'm in the very back row and. The priest, I'll call him a priest, opens up his Bible, and he looks right at me, and instead of going into what he should about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he goes, I'm going to take a moment, and uh, there are some addictions facing our young men. He's looking right at me. And he goes, I don't mean alcohol, I mean big ones, heroin. And people are like, heroin? Why is he talking about heroin? Like, we're trying to get our kids? What are you talking about? Because heroin is a major problem. God's giving you a chance Turn your life around. Like this is it? Looking at me, and, uh, am I? This is am I free? What the? the <laughs> f- is this? And meanwhile, I'm like a nihilistic scumbag, and he goes, "Turn your life around. Now's your chance. Get off heroin, in particular." And, uh, so I kind of sit through maybe 20 more minutes. He just you know gets right back into it after that message. The crowd kind of calms down and they get their routine. But I'm not part of this group. I'm not a good person. I'm a scumbag. So I'm like, let's give it 20 minutes. Cop will leave, and then I'll get out, get the hell out of here. And I walk out, and it's hot. It's like the summer or something. And my I'm starting to withdraw. I'm starting to feel like I'm going to throw up. And um, I'm waiting for the cop, and there's no cop. My car's untouched. Blood's still fine on the inside. Nobody touched my drugs. Everything's cool. The guns under the seat. So yeah, everything's just, fine. Nobody yeah. nobody tried to hurt me. And I went. That's that's beyond luck. I mean, I asked for. Jesus to help me and he saved my ass and he said he gave me a message right through that guy and um, the next morning I well first I went home used my dope and felt normal but I didn't forget sometimes you get high and you're like oh, I'm good and you just right back into the yeah, routine. Yeah. but this time I went no tomorrow morning I'm going to a methadone clinic getting off this shit and that's when I was 27
1: that's the that's the age that everybody dies from drug exactly
0: overseas. I was like this is when the rock stars die or they make it 27 I went to a methadone clinic, and it's a terrific clinic in Scottsdale. There's no lines. It's just one little lady saying, oh, how you doing, Mr. Sintrella? And she just gives you your stuff, and you live like a normal person. So it took me three years to get on, get normal, and then get off of methadone. And that's three years of just living like a normal person. Like, it's not trying to kick it the hard way, which I kept failing over and over. Yeah. So that's, when I turned 30, was my last dose of methadone, which I didn't even take. I still have the bottle. It's like one milligram, which is like in the corner of the bottle. When I made it. Right? I'm done. And uh, it's been four years since then. And at most, I have like a beer or two, but that was never really my thing to begin with. So am I, do I go to church now? No. I probably could. I was baptized when I was a baby in the Catholic faith, and it's always been good to me. Um, But I only really asked for help one time, and I got it immediately. And that that was enough for me, I'm convinced. So now I just, for whatever reason, he gave me a chance, and all these terrible things that I've done, all these lessons I've learned, I can use them now to help people that are on similar nightmares that I was in. Um, Because if I got caught... I wouldn't be able to be someone different. I'd always be the drug addict loser. It's on paper. I can't get a job now. It, I would just be stuck in that infinite cycle of hell. And uh, because Jesus helped me, he got me out of that bind, I'm able to become more than I was. Yeah. So that's that's what got me here. So now I'm just a, a writer, graphic design, creative type dude that does sarcastic comments. And when I see somebody struggling, I help them. Yeah. And they seem to show up in my life a lot. Like, that's... All well, the time,
1: yeah. I I so I have to tell people that I think so. There there are two people that I've met in my life who uh, are the most natural and incredible storytellers that I've that I that I have ever met. And you're you're neither. You're right. not one. Not yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you it are. you, know, you are. One of them is, our, is a friend of ours. Her name's Kathy Epperson, and she's a friend of my wife and and um, and one of our our bridesmaids. I I don't remember. I don't remember the relationship, but this woman, she'd be like. So I was standing there, right, and I'm like, and, and so like she could tell a story about buying gum in a checkout line, and we would and be it's a good riveted. Story. I'm yeah. like. That's not fair, you know. You know, I want to write. I want to be a writer. And so, like, I'll, I'll sit here and I'll have a story. And it's like, the night was moist, you know. Like, damn it! You know, and I can't get it, you know. But, uh, you know, reading your stuff on on Facebook, like, you know, like I was telling you earlier that my, my daughter, Sophia, uh, would always love to hear the stories about you as a waiter at, at uh, the Cheesecake yeah, yeah. Factory. And I, I don't know how you turn... I mean, like, I'm just thinking, this kid... Is such a freaking good writer, like like he's such a great storyteller, and like I don't I don't know I don't know where that comes from. It's it's not normal. I mean, you have a talent that is definitely from God. I think and 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 it's wow, just that's
0: that's a huge compliment. No, you, you you're like it's
1: it's like you're you're okay. seriously you're the you're, you're like the best storyteller, and, and it's the same same quality. You know, like like I'll, I'll be I mean it's, I. I I read it a little bit. I have, I have this. I, I still think of you as a kid because yeah. you are a student, even whether or not you were actually my student. So I'm, I, i will read these things that you write, and I'm like, I'm so proud of him. He's like, like he's my boy. Like, like when all the girls started liking you, all my friends, all my mommy friends started liking you. I'm like, yeah, but I knew him first. You know, I was like one of those <laughs> hipster guys. Like I was in Andrew Trella before <laughs> he was cool, and. Um, but uh, but then I read your stuff and so like I read it and I have this like there's a there's a slight kind of avuncular concern that this funny as heck story about how you're totally riding the guy that you work with like you're totally disrespectful to your boss at that at that at that car shop and and just <laughs> and I'm like you need to stop because you're going to become unemployed, and you're, you know, like you're going to get fired, and this is your life's going to get miserable. But don't ever stop because they're so funny, you know. <laughs> and I remember the time you went to the you went to the auto parts place, and you're you're trying to get like tubes or something. Trying yeah. to get hose. Hose, yeah, yeah. like yeah, I'm trying to get, yeah. You need to hose me, like what? I, whatever it was you're doing, and the guy's like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, all yeah. that stuff. I, I love it, and I'm and I'm terrified. So it's kind of like watching like like a scary movie or kind of climbing up the the roller like, coaster it's, where it's you're like It's going to
0: crash but I, I'm glad I can be here to see it uh, uh, So but uh, when I quit that place uh, I wrote the book and made it in two weeks because I had all the journal entries I'm like I'm, I'm going to do it Yeah so and I, I gotta. I have to
1: we have to tell people how to get your book because Oh And and that, that's actually something else Okay so I want to tell you this too First of all I think you're amazingly talented So that's that's like Thank I, you And you I, I do honest to God I think it's a God-given gift because uh, not everybody has that. And, and, and like, there are things that I can do like wordplay and, and, you know, coming up with metaphors and I, and like, uh, Amy and I will talk and she, and she's like, that's easy for you. I was like, yeah. And I was like falling down, right? Like, like I can do this, no problem. But there's some things that I just, I'm, I'm no good at, you know? And, um, and when I, when I see the stuff that you write, I'm like, this is falling down for that guy. You know, like what if people gave you money? Like I movie. did, I gave you money. You wrote a book about it, you know. Yeah, I appreciate um, that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then and then you know your story, your your book is called "Talk to Strangers," mm-hmm. and I remember I read that, and I'm like, this guy, like, it's weird because I've known one other person who struggled with addiction, and and she is similarly like, open about like her past, and I mean, she just like, she was she was like that where it was like, totally open, like it wasn't it wasn't any kind of secret like. Because like then I, I, it becomes worse and stronger. Yeah, yeah. you just but, let
0: it out,
1: and so so, you know, you you have this this thing where you uh, you you talk to strangers, and I just I, I'm really impressed with that. I I think that's that's one of those things that I might have as an idea. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna talk to strangers. But I remember you just the other day you were talking about um, being at a, at a at a I don't know what it was like a was Chipotle or something, and and some ladies like. Can you give money to the the drug yeah. rehab thing? And you're looking at her, and you're like, "This woman did meth. you know." And if you knew, like because you, you you saw her, you know, and you knew it, and you start not giving her a hard time, but totally freaking her out, doing what was not expected, you know. It's like, well, "What would you do?" You know, and yeah. and she's like, "Oh," and she starts reacting like, <laughs> "Yeah, tell the story because I
0: can't as well." As you uh, all right, well. I'm usually not not the most friendly-looking person. Like I have like a tired, kind of frustrated, or maybe even stone look by default on my face. So I'm walking up because I'm in a rush, and there's just tons of stress from work. And I'm going to like just try whatever places in front of me to get some food. And this woman uh, just like jumps in front of me, and she's got like a little container that's shoddily put together. Like she just took it off the counter, and she's got a handful. Of printed off flyers that were cut by with scissors like just looks like a like a fake job doesn't look yeah yeah and so she asked me for money about some shelter for drug addicts and i went okay that's a good pitch like now i'm just critiquing her and her pitch like it doesn't matter what she's trying to sell me i'm going to give her a dollar like just let me see the pitch (coughs) and so she's a it's a little rough and uh, she she's got to work on her script a little more. And I'm not helping her. I got this mean look on my face, but she won't give up. And that that impressed me quietly on the inside. She tells me that uh, it's a, I guess a shelter for especially single moms that were addicted to drugs. And I kind of cut her off, and I'm like, "What was your drug? You know, how did you get out? What's your thing?" And she's not really. She's kind of put on the spot, and then she tells me that it was heroin. And up until that point, it looked like she was on trial. Like, she's really struggling to tell some strange man what her problem was. And then I just go, hey, I had the same thing for seven years. And then she just, like, lightens up and she puts the container down. Like, now she just has someone to talk to, like a total stranger. And because we went through a similar nightmare, she was, like, immediately open to me. And, um, yeah, she tells me what her deal is. And I'm like, I don't care about her stupid handout and whatever she gave it to me. But um, I reached into my wallet thinking I'll give her a dollar. But I didn't have any ones. I only had 20s. So I give her a 20 looking like a stud. And she gives me a, a hug. And I went, oh man, I'm not this generous. I don't really care that much. But um, yeah, that was just the story. Just some. I can't tell it very well. But um, when you write it, it's different. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I just. Yeah, it was mostly just seeing someone. Like once if you understand the world of druggies, like you understand how hard it is, and you're able to look at somebody and know what drug they are either on or used to be, because they used to be stuck in with these people, so I can tell if they're lying or if they're telling the truth, and if they generally try to help themselves or they're really trying to turn things around, um I'll be there to help them like I've taken several just total strangers to rehab centers just because I found them struggling, so i'll'll we'll get them high, not high, but feeling good. And they go, okay, but well, I'll do this for you, but we're going straight to Community Bridges. And I've done that several times, just random-ass people. And they could have robbed me, but, you know, who cares? And I have a job, I'm normal, I like, can yeah, take my wallet, it's fine. Yeah. But uh, they never tried to, because they, they see, you know, there's no veins in my arms, and they can tell right away that I'm not against them, I'm okay. on their side. I got I had a blood draw. So I always look like an addict. You know, the, the, the scary part is, is I don't have any diseases, but after seven years of shooting into my body... Whenever I try to lift weights or carry groceries, my hands and forearms go numb immediately, mm. which is weird. If I do push-ups, yeah. I can't feel my hands. Yeah, me too. And then if I get into, <laughs> <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> or if I get into, a... let's say if something this is why I'm so scared. Like if something happens to me and I'm in the hospital, they gotta get blood out of me. They better get a, a veteran in there because uh, there's nowhere to get it. You have to get it in my leg or something. Yeah, definitely. and then by then I'm already dead. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you no, know, but. Uh... So I think this is a gift that you have, right? And and, and not uh, two things there, you know. But uh, anyway, I I I gotta tell you, this is what I meant to tell you. I'm trying to pay you a compliment. And I'm really bad at it, but that thing when you when when I'm like talk to strangers, that that's a, that's a theory that I have, right? Yeah. And here you are putting it in practice. And it's always wonderful for me to. I mean, that's part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I love hearing people's stories. Mm. But you 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 just. I mean, it cracks me up because it'll be like, so I'm standing there and, you know, I'm sitting here and I, and I, and I see this person. I mean, like you had that funny story about going on a gay date, like with, uh, you, like you, you got, yeah. Yeah, so you got, you got what, catfished by somebody <laughs> yeah. and like, that's like the funniest story, you know? So <laughs> you get catfished and the, and the dude's like, uh, you're waiting for Chandra or whatever, you know? And, hey, you're
0: looking for a girl named Katie. Girl, mm. Was it girl named what? Katie. I was Katie. looking for a little blonde girl named Katie. Yeah, and here's this big black guy, right? A huge black guy. I think I'm yeah. about to get kicked out. Oh, I'm Katie, dog. I'm like, oh, well, what do you want to eat? You know, if we I, I, up, we're here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, so that, and that that being the- so cool. Yeah, he bought me four Long Beaches. I do not even drink those, but they were free, so I'm pounding them down. And he called me handsome, handsome? Yeah. And uh, it got door for me. I was like, I was the hot chick for the night. Yeah. It felt great. But yeah, I, you know, obviously I couldn't yeah. go anywhere with DeMarcus. But uh,
1: But so, but to me, like that, that right there, I I, I just like, I don't, so I don't know, like whatever your negative self-talk is, I've got, I've got the antidote. I've got the opposite of that for you because I, I just think, I think you're crazy talented obviously, and I'm gushing a little bit, but I think that what you did with DeMarcus was so respectful of, of him as a human. Yeah, because you could have been like oh he's oh, going leave have, yeah
0: but how how scared was he you yeah he's terrified you know and yeah. so
1: I, I just think that's beautiful and I think I think I think what you've done to him is not you know you, you didn't necessarily affirm his lifestyle and that's that's kind of the noise I don't want to get into is yeah no but, but like that, but. like I I love I love the idea of just meeting people where they are and so here's a person who you know was treated with respect and I and and you did that, you know, and so you have this, you have that quality. And I think that's something that, that, uh, uh, that, that comes through, uh, you know, in between the, the F bombs and the whatever's, you know, like like that, 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 um, and, and I think it's a, I think it's a charism. Do you know this word? It's a fancy word for gift, you know, like, I think it's a gift that you have, um, to, to put people at ease and to, um, to, to make them, feel, uh, uh, accepted, you know, and, 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 and so those, those, are those things that you do, like when you're taking people to the, you know, to the rehab clinic or whatever, those are, I mean, I, I'm just want to you know, I'm paying attention. I'm just one person, you know, and, and I'm, I'm and my life is better for seeing it, you know, like to that's see That's big, yeah, hey, no, that's I, the no. whole point. Yeah. If I can so, help one person even yeah. daily. Yeah. I, I think you should go to church more often, uh, with me, or something. They, like, okay. you, should, you need to go back, and you need to go see our friend that you went to confession to. Father probably. John? I don't think he's there yeah, anymore. You no, know, he's not St. Thomas. He's at St. Thomas More. Oh. He's back in town. So,
0: Dude was effing cool, man. Yeah, he's really he cool. He was so cool. Yeah, he yeah. was really cool. I used and I to tease told him. him the worst. Shit, bad stuff.
1: Well, you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> Priests have heard... he have they, heard it all. They've heard it all, yeah. Pardon the interruption, but... Just in case my wife is listening, I will give you a neck rub if you mention this. And friends of my wife, please don't let her know that this is in here. I just did testing to see if she's actually listening to my podcast. <clears throat> she's so good. Bye. Um, anyway, I just want to tell you uh, that I think you're a good fella, and I we want can you. to keep, keep going if you need. No, no. I mean. Uh, I don't mind keeping going. Do you have anything else you want to say? You have any other questions? Oh, I do have one more question. I have a second my, my book end. Let's hear. Okay. So, assuming that your life is a success at the end, which means you make it to heaven. Alright? Mm-hmm. That's how I'm defining this. That means that you'll be a saint, right? Because everybody in heaven's a saint. That's nobody no sinners in, in heaven, right? Just ex sinners. Got it? So you're going to go uh you, you 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 succeed at life god says welcome into my kingdom mm mm-hmm. 100 years pass they decide to make a church name it saint andrew Centrella uh of phoenix right parish or whatever they have uh, a
0: church in heaven no no oh 100, 100 years have passed in okay, on okay, earth
1: right. you know my point is it's going to take a while for you know you're yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. only that one recording of you and and no writings that that are substantial except for Facebook, no. So whatever, <laughs> when the cause of your canonization is complete, and they decide we're gonna have a parish, we're gonna name it after you. Okay. All right. I want you to tell me, if that parish is uh, true to the spirit of Andrew Centrella, what kind of people are they? What kind of what's what's the character of that of that parish? Uh, and if that's too hard, which it shouldn't because 'cause you're a smart kid, I have a I have a I have a backup question that I can ask you that's pretty easy. But it's similar. But answer that one first. Like what, what what is what is what do people who If there was a church of Andrew Centrello, what would it be like? What would the people be like if they were doing what what Saint Andrew wanted?
0: I don't want to say that it would be like an AA meeting place, but that's probably what would happen. It'd be a lot of, the sweet part about AA is that you get completely different strangers in there. And I I wasn't really big into it, but I feel like that's where it would lean. It would be um, humor. I don't want any music or beach balls. Like you got to dress nice if you're going to my church. It's serious. Um, But we accept all comers. I'm not going to charge anything. It's a nice place. And you can tell me your your biggest problems and you'll leave feeling better.
1: So so that's that's the the, the spirit of the community is one of welcoming and yeah. yeah, that's good. Um you wanna hear the the other the backup question? Yeah. Alright. So it's it's basically the same kind of thing, but what would you be the patron saint of? Jeez. Patron saint of quips. Of quips. That'd be cool, yeah. Uh so yeah, that'd be like uh yeah. uh Andrew Centrella quipster yeah, but probably my friend will have to tell us the Latin word for, like, quipsis or something. You know, like, like yeah,
0: give me like, some, some yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh Anything else? No, I guess that's it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you want to you want to push my book? I should probably push my book if I'm here. Oh yeah, push your book. Okay, the book is called "Talk to Strangers" by Andrew Centrella You're gonna have to type that in on Amazon. If you don't type in Andrew Centrella You're gonna get some weird self-help books. That's not what this is. Talk to Strangers by Andrew Centrella. You'll get through the first 60 pages of me being all messed up on drugs, and then afterwards it turns a corner, and I think you'll like it.
1: Hi, Rob here. Thanks for making it all the way to the end of the episode. I'm laughing because this is probably my 19th take, and you know, they're all bad. I'm, I'm still learning how to do this podcast stuff and not sound like a robot who is doing this over and over again. So anyway, thanks for making it to the end of the show. Come back next week and you can meet somebody else. Also, if you like the show, subscribe and let people know that you like it. And there's a way that you can leave us a voicemail on the anchor app. And I think if you just go to the anchor website and look up the podcast, You can also leave us a message. But uh, there's a little feature. It's pretty cool. You can leave us a little one-minute voicemail and let us know how you got here to the podcast. All right. Thanks. Love you, too.
0: So they can't see us, so we could be anything in their head right now. Yeah, and you could be wearing pants. Yeah. Yeah, to take those off on the way here is a little hot. It was hot. So just imagine a short Italian guy, mid-30s, who probably lost a fight this morning. That's... Yeah. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. And what do you look like? Job of the Hut, With a beard. That was quick. You're like like you just you have that all the time. I'm, I'm quick witted.